0: today on the Tearsheet Podcast.
1: Not all fintech integrations are created equal. Um, And so we're working to re- or transform or re re reimagine our intake process to align to all those variations and to take as much friction out of that integration work as possible. Hi, I'm Zach Miller, Editor-in-Chief of Tearsheet. The following was produced by
0: Tearsheet Studios. We worked with payments provider Fiserv to create a podcast series about open finance and the work of empowering fintechs, brands, and FIs to collaborate and innovate together. In our fourth conversation in the series, we're speaking to John Nordhausen, VP of product management for the fintech organization within Fiserv. As we continue talking about the evolution of open finance, John shares how cloud data integration is removing friction and enabling new capabilities for collaborations between fintechs and FIs.
1: Zach, very nice to meet you, Uh, appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with you today. Uh, My name is John Nordhausen, Vice President of Product Management for, for the FinTech organization within Fiserv with a focus on data and fraud. I've spent 25 years in the financial services industry, started my career in core processing, moved on into the data and analytics space, which provides solutions that surround our cores, Uh, And I've managed uh, both product management development teams on rounding out our portfolio that serve our financial institution clients. Uh, Currently leading a very exciting project uh, within the walls of Pfizer and moving a lot of our systems, data systems into a data cloud, which will enable new capabilities, which I hope we'll talk about later today.
0: Great. Um, and welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. So I just want to give some context to the conversation. And, you know, in the, in the series that we've had with, with, with Fiserv, um, it's, it's clear that Fiserv is in, has a unique position to talk about data. Um, I'm thinking primarily to my conversation with Sunil Sachdev, on, who came on the podcast recently. And one of the things he said stuck with me, that the Fiserv is at, really at the nexus of commerce. Um, I know Fiserv supports core banking system of close to 40% of the financial institutions in the country. And also roughly, you know, processes roughly 40% of the card transactions in the US as well. So touches a lot of data and you have the ability to see trends at a macro level. So, so John, from your perspective, what are you seeing as the main opportunity with data for the financial services industry?
1: Yeah, at the the macro level, um, information combined with channel connectivity obviously drives better experiences for customers, members and employees. And the organizations that have a plan of attack to innovate in this space, have an opportunity to differentiate at an exponential rate compared to their peers. At Fiserv, our data and analytics teams are focused on three distinct principles that enable our clients to be successful. First is connect and leverage information by pulling together systems which empower users to accelerate their path to value. The next is to extend and access and embed those experiences by facilitating channel agnostic insights that provide that context, context, benchmark, or advice in the moment. And then finally simplify our simplify path to action by providing those relevant consumable information or nuggets of data based on the end user. And you know what, one of the things that's that I'm struck with is that like there's so much more that can be
0: done in the industry to create, relevant personal financial experiences. I'm curious from your perspective, John, like what sort of challenges have held the industry back from using data to its full potential?
1: As we work with our hundreds and thousands of clients over the last few decades, um, I've, I've, we've kind of settled into three primary focus areas of challenge challenges. Um, no news to anyone, overwhelming amounts of information as we've continued to innovate and bring in other uh, solutions that sit around our core platforms Uh, it makes it difficult to transform that information and that is usable to the end user. Um, Obviously in playing off of that and building off of that fragmented sources and aging of that data is another key challenge. Uh, Being able to tie what I'll call the core system of record around the customer with the activity that that consumer small business owner commercial banking does within the digital and payment rails uh, is one of the key focus areas our clients are trying to solve for today if they haven't already. And um, finally, it has this organization captured all this, even if they have captured all this information in a central location, the key next challenge, as we met, I mentioned earlier, is how do you present the outcomes of that information and those insights in a meaningful, consistent, timely, and actionable way? So you know, we've been exploring the possibilities
0: of open finance in finance in this series with FISERV. And we recently talked with Jimmy Dometico Uh, from your organization, about how data aggregation is driving new capabilities and new experiences. Um, I'd like to widen the scope of our conversation and talk about building an overall cloud-based data strategy. Like, How is Fiserv thinking about this? What what role are you hoping to play to empower fintechs and and financial institutions?
1: Yeah, so the investments Fiserv has been making and will continue to make uh, in this space are focused on making sure that we can deliver data at the scale, speed and service levels that our clients expect every single day. Um, This allows us to stay in step with the innovation curves for FinTechs and financial institutions to drive those experiences as part of their customer and associate engagement strategies. And also as part of this investment we are making, we are quickly pivoting into a new plateau of quote unquote integration as a service which gives us multiple options to consider around the integration options, again, dependent on the experiences our clients are trying to drive. can you talk a little bit more about integration as a service? I'm curious
0: as uh with that terminology what 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 is that what is that specifically refer to
1: as, as you're likely very very well aware not all fintech integrations are created equal um and yeah, so we're working to re or transform or re-reimagine our intake process to allow, align to all those variations and to take as much friction out of that integration work as possible. And whether those experiences are simply single sign-on uh, with a route from a digital banking platform as an example, API integrations within it within a digital app experience, uh, enabling real-time movement of data through our event streaming platforms. To be able to have those insights in a real time manner, whether the bank is building something or the FinTech that they're partnering with has a new experience they can't deliver today. And as I mentioned earlier, one of the projects I'm leading around data, data cloud, um, really taking, and I know I've used this word before, the friction out of all the ETL processes that a bank needs to do with what I call the deep and wide data sets. A lot of these FinTechs today are, are obviously leading into the prediction business. Um, And if you don't have a lot of the information that you need to feed into the models to provide those predictive outcomes or the scoring, uh, you're unable to really really um, ignite the value of that solution. And so that's where we're spending a lot of time and again, taking friction out, making it easier to drive to action on what the outcomes of that FinTech is doing. And very excited about, you know, the options that we're doing, uh, both on the front end as well as the back end of enabling these fintechs for our clients that want to drive these experiences.
0: Yeah, it really sounds like if you can get that right, it makes the partnerships between FIs and fintechs uh, that much more powerful. Um, So so how can these fintechs and FIs make their data more actionable or create new experiences?
1: Yeah, so from the lens of um, the clients we work with, specifically on the financial institution side, and this is... um, probably a little bit of lean into their FinTech strategy. The way that our team buckets them into or categorizes them is into three primary categories of do it for for me, do it with me, and I'll do it myself. And those approaches that these clients gravitate towards typically are are dictated by a few variables. Um, The first one is how many resources does the financial institution have on staff to execute on said strategy? for whatever experience they're trying to drive that they may not possess today. Uh, the second is, what is their overall techno- technology strategy? Um, you know, we've seen, a, we've seen a, a shift in the last two decades of a lot of financial institutions moving from on-premise to data center. However, we're starting to see a little bit of that shift back in a couple areas of the industry where financial institutions want to control their own destiny. So they're bringing parts of our technology stack back inside their own walls so they can have access to more data they can create their own API um, API integrations they can create their own enterprise information delivery platforms uh, and that's also a huge part of what is driving you know this do it for me do it with me I'll do it myself um, next is how long they want the data stored uh, so they can drive those prediction business or prediction insights um, as part of the, the ecosystem that they're they're planning to build out. And finally, and probably most importantly for this audience is what is their fintech partnership strategy? Uh, do they just want to uh, accelerate their experiences for their end customers? Are they looking to be a sponsor bank uh, that will enable new fintechs that need a ledgering platform to do so? Um, and that's really a lot of where we see those variabilities of you know, what they want to do and how much they want to partner with Fiserv to close the gap on what they want to execute on.
0: That's really interesting, John. About that, that that point that you started out with that um, banks are starting to, I guess reversing that trend that's happened over so many years, bring part of the, the stack back in-house. Um, so so from your experiences, how how are fintechs and FIs thinking about how they manage their data? I guess you alluded to that in your in your last answer
1: and the things that they want to do with it. BiServe at any point in time obviously is working on hundreds of these type of integration projects. So I'll give you a handful of pro- or products and solutions that we're bringing to market just within the the world of the world that I live in today. So um, the first one is a a solution that allows us to do, to pull in real time monitoring for potential account takeover. So utilizing that event streaming platform I mentioned earlier, uh, we've enabled our notified detect solution, uh, which is powered by Kafka event streaming. Um, to make calls in milliseconds out to fintech partners that we have today to determine whether or not this address change that is being requested by the bank or a customer is legitimate. And if it is not, or if there's any yellow or red flags that need to be raised, a real-time alert can be delivered to a banker or that consumer saying, time out, uh, there might be something going on, and get that message in either an email form, a text message, or an in-app message. Um, Using that same technology. Uh, We're also in the middle of enabling uh, some financial wellness fintechs. So if you think about uh, the world we're living in today and being able to have a more um, savvy household in terms of understanding where you're at in your financial journey, um, we're utilizing those same capabilities to be able to feed information, transaction payments, balance changes, et cetera, into specific fintechs geared towards uh, different geared towards different solutions, which enable PFM proactive, what I call proactive to re, or reactive to proactive PFM uh, for teenagers and young adults, for seniors, et cetera. And so we're very excited to be able to take that step towards providing that more proactive financial wellness guidance within the Pfizer ecosystem, which I think we would all agree is something that this that the United States in general needs more of. Um, so the last one that I'll talk through is uh, as I mentioned earlier, our, our data cloud solution. moving from traditional ETL processes which usually requires you know extracts and a bunch of data movement and encryption from you know network to network to network to feed into a particular fintech, our data cloud solution is going to be able to share that information seamlessly for those from the financial institution to the fintechs that again need that deep and wide data set. so specifically, Uh, one of our very first fintech partners we're doing that with is a a company called sra watchtower sra watchtower enables board members to have that enterprise regulatory and compliance capability that provides the information and the data from the core systems that roll up to make sure the board has insight into the risk that are part of their organization provide the action tied to it when that action is due and more importantly assign the senior leadership member That's responsible to 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 see it through. So those are just a few examples of how we're enabling data to flow from from our financial institution clients to fintechs to create a more seamless experience than they they could even five years ago. So we're getting to the end of our conversation today, John,
0: and um, I'd love to ask you, like, you know, what what are your big priorities looking at out into the end of the year?
1: Yeah. So. A couple a couple key things. One, obviously, is, is to automate a lot of the things I talked about with the new capabilities we have around integration options. I would say that the face of what that becomes for both our financial institutions, uh, our fintech partners, uh, our merchant partners, et cetera, is the rollout of two new capabilities um, that maybe you've seen in the news around our app market capabilities as well as our developer studio. That is where are going to become the face or the, or the entry point uh, to all these integration options. And again, our goal there is to, to start out in a crawl, walk, run journey where we end up in a point where we digitize a lot of that intake processes. So the time from a, a financial institution or a fintech or a merchant contacting us that they want to be part of the Pfizer fintech family, um, we can close that gap from, you know, from months into eventually days and weeks. John, it's been great talking today. Thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast. Likewise, Zach, very nice to meet you. Have a great day.